Welcome to Sneaker Dads, I'm John Ratner. I hope everyone got a chance to listen to last week's episode with Sean Goh, who in addition to having a successful YouTube channel and Instagram page, has also started his own podcast, so be sure to check it out. Thanks to everyone who's been listening, sharing, and sending me feedback, it's always welcome. This week on the podcast, we have Sid Mercier, aka Sid the Kicks on Instagram. He's been my friend for a while, we wear the same size, so we've done some sneaker deals, we chat a lot, but unfortunately we've never met. Happy to have him on the podcast this week, and we have a lot to talk about. So let's get into it. Thank you for having me today. No problem, no problem. It's been a long time coming. I know we've been talking since I started the podcast. Well, we've been talking for way back, uh, many years now. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to have you on. We, you're another one of many of my guests so far based in Montreal, right? How are things going in Montreal these days? I mean, we have a snowstorm today. I don't know if it's coming to Toronto, but there's a lot of snow. <laughs> well, this isn't the sneaker podcast, so we don't talk about the weather here. But uh, <laughs> I know, uh, I know, you guys have had it rough there, and uh, you know, with everything else going on in the world, uh, you guys don't need to be snowed in. Or, or maybe this is a good year to have a lot of snow. Who knows? But uh, we want to talk. We want to talk to about. Tell you, Go ahead. No, I was going to tell you to tell you the truth. So far, so far, we had a great winter. It wasn't too cold. There was not a lot of snow, so we can handle that one. <laughs> yeah, and, and so can we. It's getting a little colder now, but all that means is uh, we have ice to go skating on, right? Exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about sneakers. I want to know a little bit about your background and how you got into sneakers. Can you take us back to back to the back in the day a bit? Sneakers. I can say. I mean, as I remember, it was in high school. My first Nike shoes that I had, Nike, it was the Nike Air Raid. I don't know if you remember the the one that was black and white and one had the peace sign and the other one had a basketball. That was my first Nike school, my first Nike shoes. But before that, I never had Nike. I mean, all the kids, I went to private school all my life. So my mom never buy me shoes. She was like, she goes to Pitt, Yellow, it's like casual store in uh, in Montreal, and she buy me like uh, uh, Laser or McGregor shoes, Laser 300 or McGregor shoes. I never had Nike until 1992. She bought me my first pair. I remember it was at Plasburg. It was at a Foot Locker. When Foot Locker, remember when you go to Foot Locker and they had two basketball next to the counter? Well, you cannot shoot the ball, but everyone want to shoot the ball. So this is my first Nike shoes, actually, the Nike Air Raid. And I still have those shoes, size 9.5, and I'm size 11 now. <laughs> Plattsburgh, across the border? Yeah, Plattsburgh, yeah, we cross the border. We live, Montreal is like an hour from Plattsburgh. And a lot of time, my mom, what she used to do is we used to go to Plattsburgh every two weekends to do grocery because it was cheap. And the Canadian dollar and the U.S. dollar was almost the same. And it was cheaper to do groceries. So my mom used to go to Plattsburgh every two weeks to do groceries and come back. And she never got me shoes. One time she got me shoes. One time. (laughs) 
and you didn't let them go. My parents are from Montreal. I remember when you said Plattsburgh, I wanted to be sure because my dad told me they used to do the same thing. They used to go shopping in Plattsburgh and get deals all the time. So, so you spent a, a little time on the other side of the border. Exactly. I spent time, but you can only watch the shoes. I was a, like 50 cent. I was say I was a window shopper and I was crying all the time because like I said, I used to go to a high school, a private high school, and all the kids were like, they had money, they had Jordan, they had Matt, they had Nike, Reebok, and I had like McGregor shoes. I, I, I can't even know if I pronounce it right. I think it was McGregor. It's a brand that was whack, actually, but good for baseball stuff. <laughs> no, I think you got it right. Um, and... Uh... You still have those, and you know I, I love when you post those gems that you dig out. Are you? Uh, you still have all like you keep, you keep a lot of your stuff. You know what? I do keep a lot of my shoes. Sometimes I'm like, why do I keep them? Because there's it's all sentimental value, but I wear most of my shoes, so they doesn't work, they don't worth nothing. It's just to remember like the struggle I had to have a pair of shoes. I think seriously. I think I have 95% of all the shoes I ever wear in my life. That's pretty impressive to keep that many. I know uh, I know, I haven't been able to hold on to that many, whether I'm selling them or, or uh, getting rid of them another way. But uh, uh, you keep them all at home? You keep them like, stacked up or you have like extra stashes somewhere? No, most of my shoes at my house... I had a lot at my uh, at my mom's house, and she wanna throw them all in the garbage. I, I keep telling her, no, no, don't do it. However, because I work with the community, right? I work in a project with kids, one of my many jobs. So what I started doing is I started doing a lot of good shoes, not the one that you cannot wear anymore, to kid all the time. Well, that's a great use of them, obviously, for people like us with a few too many to wear. And if they're collecting dust, get them out there in the community, especially for kids who need them. Uh, so you grew up in Montreal and uh, you mentioned the Air Raids being your, your first sneaker. Was it sort of as you grew up and started making some more money for yourself that you started to get more into uh, more into sneakers? Or was that kind of the point where or, or were you into them before you just didn't have them? Uh, I was more into shoes, but I, I didn't have the money to buy shoes. And my parents won't give me money to buy shoes. So I keep seeing everyone with amazing shoes, dope shoes, and I cannot have it. I still remember the first Jordan I bought was the Jordan 13. It was a store. I don't know if you had that store in uh, in Toronto. It was it called Athlete World. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend that worked there. So my first Jordan was the Jordan Fleet. I still have it, the original box. I have everything. And even to, to do the podcast, I, I put them out. Nice. <laughs> I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> well, one day we'll be doing some video content and we'll be sure to get you to <laughs> dig through there. Or maybe I'll be down in Montreal one day when this is all, when the world is back to normal. You know, I was in Montreal a few months ago and we never got a chance to connect and we've, and we've never met, but it's definitely, it's definitely going to happen sooner or later, but that's cool. So you keep, keep, you're the kind of guy who keeps the OG boxes and, and keeps, keeps old pairs from, uh, from back in the day. Yes. And sometimes, I mean, the box takes so much place. I really want to get rid of all the boxes because I kind of wear my sneakers, 
But I'm like, if one day, God knows, I have a bad luck and I have to sell sneakers, I know if I sell them with the box, the value is like higher, but I don't think I will sell them. But I'm still thinking about selling them sometime. You know, it's funny, old Jordans, even ones that may not be wearable, seem to be, you know, all Jordans seem to be going up in value. Maybe it's the last dance or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's the pandemic, but whatever, a lot of old Jordans seem to be seem to be going up in value. And obviously, that's a good reason to keep the box. But it's it's still fascinating to me that, um, you know, unwearable pairs, you know, I can understand a an OG, um, you know, OG model first release, but even pairs, you know, retros and things like that have a lot of value. So I can see why you're, I can see why you keep a box. I, I, I threw away most of my boxes and I regret it, but now, now I'm, I'm holding on to more. I have to admit. No, you should not regret selling your, your, uh, I mean, uh, get rid of your boxes and the other person that kind of, uh, inspired me for shoes is when I used to watch the freshman of Bel Air and Will Smith always, always had crazy shoes. And I was like, I want to be this guy. <laughs> and you know, Will used to go to um, Bel Air Academy and I used to go to uh, Michel Provo, Academy Michel Provo, which is in French. And I was like, I was always trying to relate with him. I'm like, okay, I need sneakers. So I was always wearing my sneakers with my uniform and you were not allowed to do this. But I was always doing this just because for me, Will was like, oh, wow, you go to private school and you still can be a cool guy. So I tried to get, but I had, like I said before, I didn't have money. My parents said they will give me money for education. They won't give me money to buy shoes. And for them, as a black man, my parents are Haitian. They said the research thing they can do for me, the best thing they can do for me is any money I want for education. So they didn't care for shoes. And they will buy me every clothes I want for my uniform. <laughs> but nothing to do with, with jean or jersey or stuff like that. Yeah, it's a priority. And I'm sure you uh, I'm sure you see it now as a parent. And we'll talk maybe some some of those type <laughs> of things in a minute. I want to know a little bit more about your 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 sneaker preferences. What are some of your favorites? I know you're you love your Air Maxes because you've done some deals for Air Maxes, but what, what do you what do you like? Do you have favorites? I mean, I love Jordan One. At first, my first love to tell you the truth was the Jordan Three. I always loved Jordan Three. The, my favorite Jordan is the Jordan Three True Blue. I love the Black Cement Jordan Three. My first, the shoes I love the most is Jordan Three. Then, I had one pair of Jordan One. It was the mid. Black, black and gold. I remember I purchased those at a store in Montreal called Of The Hook, but I have flat feet. So the Jordan 1 always hurt my feet, so I didn't, I didn't like them. And back then, you remember, we used to wear baggy clothes. <laughs> so Jordan 1 with baggy jeans doesn't fit at all. So I like my Jordan 3. I like my Jordan 11. It always fit well. More I grow, now you start wearing shoes that go with you. I don't wear baggy clothes anymore. I wear like fit jeans that fit me. So now it's like, I want Jordan 1. I always love Air Max 90s, Air Max 1. So this is what I'm into it. So now I love like, for example, ASIC. I have a lot of ASIC uh, fig. One of my buddy in Montreal gave me a few simple and a few pair. 
I never sold them. They have a lot of value and I will never sell them because I feel like when someone give you something or give you a deal for shoes, no matter what happened in your life, you cannot sell them. It's just like by respect and just for the culture of sneakers. If you sell me something, John, and I will never resell it to someone else to make money. That's the way I am. Yeah, you've told me that when we've done deals and, uh, you know, it's... Uh... It's it's nice to hear. I mean, once something's out of your hands, you know, you, you shouldn't care where it goes. But you always want someone to uh, to uh, to wear the shoes, especially if you're uh, you're hooking them up, or in the case you're talking about, your friend hooked you up with some with some uh, Ronnie Ronnie Asics. Which which pairs are those? Uh, I had a few pair of Asics. I have, for example, the Super Red. Oh, okay. I have uh, the Asic uh, Aqua, I think is the right name. Yeah. I had the the Asic he did for the gray and purple. I can't remember the name of it. There's certainly some nice yeah. pairs there. You know, you talked a little bit about fashion, and I know you're big into fashion, so I want to talk more about this. You know, we see some some modeling, see some things going on with your son, see you working with, with brands. Is that also something you've been into for a long time? I mean, what, what, what I did before is I had a blog called Sid the Kid Blog. So uh, my blog was, was about sneakers. And at one point, I was like, you know what? Talking about sneakers, it's fun and it's boring at the same time. The reason why is the information is out there. Before someone go to sit the cakes, the person's gonna go to sneaker news. It gonna is gonna go to nice cakes and all this. So I kind of change. When I change, I'm, like, I'm gonna talk about food. I'm gonna talk about great and cool thing that you can do in the city of Montreal. And by doing this, you kind of become a blogger and an influencer. So now brands start talking, send you this, send you stuff. Uh, brands start invite you to restaurant. That's how I kind of change feel. But I still have mad love for sneakers, mad love for sneakers. So this is why I started like messing with brand. And it's sort of like you said that you may not be bored with sneakers, but it's a natural evolution to, you know, I have a lot of sneakers, or maybe I'm just on a downtrend this month or whatever. You start looking at clothes. I mean, it all comes together, right? Exactly. So tell us a little bit about some of the work you've been doing with brands recently. I've been working, I work with RW Core. I'm actually, uh, they sponsor me for a lot of things. I'm an ambassador. That's the right name. I'm an ambassador for RW Core. Lately, I work with Foot Locker. Me and my son, we did a video. One of my friends, uh, his name is Enko Sifanor. Great, great guy. He's really good with camera. So he had a great idea. He said, listen, we're going to act like you guys sleeping and your son ask you, your son come wake you up and uh, you you like give him food, this and that. And we did that that uh, commercial for Foot Locker, which was good. I think that's the video that has the most view on the Foot Locker Canada so far, so far. I'm not saying it's because of me or my son, but so far, as far as I know, it's the one that had the most view. So I'm really, I really appreciate that. I hope Foot Locker really appreciate that too. I work with uh, Puma. Used to send me shoes, but they kind of stopped. I don't know why, but it's cool. 
I work with Nike sent me two two or three times shoes, Nike Toronto, but they don't do it anymore because the guy that used to send me shoes from there doesn't work there anymore. I'm not going to say his name to keep it professional, but I didn't receive shoes from Nike for a long time. And who else sent me shoes? And now I have, uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, Under Armour sent me a lot of shoes. Every month Under Armour sent me shoes, mostly for running. Cool. I want to talk about running later, but that video that you guys made for Foot Locker, I loved it. I showed my family. My son loved it. You know, we're dabbling in the YouTube and videos and things like that. How did your son feel about it? You know what? I thought it was going to be hard to do, but he was, he really enjoyed it. And he was like, okay, the idea, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But I had to promise it that we're going to go slide <laughs> after. So I'm like, okay, we're going to do this for like, three hours max then we're gonna go slide and he was like no problem it was easy to do he didn't give us no headache and i really appreciate that and you know the worst he loved those air force one <laughs> he loved them that's cool and he's obviously not uh, new to the camera you're not shy when it comes to posting the occasional video of you guys or things like that so it's not completely new to him right no, it's not completely new to him, but I'm surprised that he loved them because, you know, you, you're a dad too, right? We bought a lot of shoes for our son. And one time I was thinking, I mean, do I really buy the shoes for my son? I think you had a conversation with uh, Mark. Do you, really, do, do you really buy the shoes for your son or you buy the shoes for yourself, which your son's going to wear and represent <laughs> you? Because my son goes to daycare and he's wearing like Jordan or he's wearing Yeezy, but he just wants Batman shoes and Spider-Man shoes. He doesn't really care about those shoes. But now, more we grow up, he's like, Daddy, I want to wear the same shoes as you. Daddy, I want to wear the same shoes as you. So that's why, that's why when Foot Locker sent us like the same Air Force One, he was really happy. He said, yes, Daddy, we'll be able to match again. <laughs> That's so cool. And, of course, you're talking about Mark Bain, who's also from Montreal, who was on um, Episode 7 of the podcast. But it's funny you, you talked about that because with my son and I, um, we've had that same discussion about having the same shoes. And, and unfortunately, because a lot of the shoes I have are maybe older or sometimes rare or just hard to find or unavailable kid size we can't do that but we do or i do you know give my son shoes that i like and now that he's getting older you know sometimes he doesn't like them as much as i do <laughs> i got i had a pair of the in the closet of these lebron soldier flyies and i get my daughter everyone's talking about flyies because of the new ones the step-ins that jimmy kimmel um um, Jimmy Fallon, sorry, stepped into and advertised, and and uh, I think that's going to be a popular. Um, but flies I get for my daughter because uh, she, she needs extra help getting on her shoes. And my son found these pair of LeBrons, and he he loved them. I said, I said, you know, those were supposed to be for your sister. They're a size five. She's not. He's younger than her, but he's already he's already outgrowing her. But and uh, he said, no, Dad, I love these flies. And I said, whoa. What about these pair? The other pair he had were um, he had a pair of Dunks and he had a pair of something else, maybe Jordan 34s or something that I like way more. And he's like, no, I like these flies that I got on sale on Nike, you know, 30 off. And, then you know, 
they're nothing special to me. They're more of a practical shoe for my daughter. And that's what he wants. So I can't argue with him. Got to let him do his own thing. But uh, he, he does like he does like matching. We don't have the same shoes, but it's cool you guys did that. And uh, hopefully you guys get more opportunities because I really love seeing it. And, uh, you know, we, we do have to convince our our uh, children sometimes to make sneaker videos with uh, whatever whatever tools are at our uh, at our disposable at our disposal right exactly it's not it's not always easy like i remember when you was younger we used this is before you start the sneaker dad uh, instagram account we used to have a lot of picture with the same shoes and it was hard to do. He was moving. He didn't want to do it. He wanted to run. But obviously, he's young. And I'm like, do I really do this for my son or do this? I do this for myself? But sometime now, I show him the picture. He's like, oh, he's like, I remember that picture. I remember when we did this. I didn't want to do it. Huh? I said, exactly. But he said, daddy, I was young. That's the reason. Now, I don't mind because I understand. However... It cannot be too long. <laughs> no, it definitely can't. I get a few sh quick shots in, and if it involves setting up a camera, that sometimes takes too long. If I can get the quick snap, looking down, that's usually what I get. But, you know, you brought up photography. <clears throat> I'm glad you did because you take uh -huh. photographs of more than just sneakers. Was that passion kind of from your days, uh, you know, when you were writing and blogging and things like that is that because you you do that quite a bit now right take photos yeah to, so the reason i actually bought a camera it was when you go okay when we go to event there's a pr they invite you to the event so the next day the pr send everyone that she invite let's say she invite 50 people she sent 50 people the same pictures and I was like, okay, I'm going to run an article. Maybe let's say 40, let's say 50 people is going to run an article. However, all of us going to have the same picture. So I'm like, what's going to make me different for someone else? So what I did is I bought a camera. I bought, I remember it was a Canon T2. Oh no, a Canon T4. That was my first camera. I'm like, I'm going to buy my camera. I'm going to take my own picture. Because if I do this, at least... Other people that's going to be at the event or other people that want to see picture will come to my site and see other picture from every other picture that everyone have. I just was trying to be different. So that's how I started having, taking picture. But at first, if you go to my Sid, uh, Sid um, underscore Marie's Instagram account, all my sneaker picture from five, I can, seven years, seven years ago, it was always my iPhone. You try to go far take a picture, click, and take a few. And it was like with the iPhone, I mean, four, and the picture was horrible. So that's how I started taking picture, just to try to be different from other people. You know, that's cool. As you probably know, you know, I'm a reporter myself, and I've been to tons of events, and they, you know, often rely on, uh -huh. um, don't always have a photographer, newspapers don't have as many photographers especially these days as reporters so often the exact same thing happens everyone gets the same photos either from the pr person the company or the um a wire service like reuters or bloomberg will have a photographer there and everyone shared so it's cool that you know you, you were trying to be different and it sort of 
sparked, which something that is now something you do sometimes for work, but also for pleasure, right? Exactly for pleasure. Then, then uh, I think you know Christopher Shu mm-hmm. from uh, the Sneaker Podcast. So one time we went to a Converse event, and I saw I saw Chris put his camera on the floor, and he took a picture with his phone. I'm like, how did you do this? He said, yeah, I can use my phone as a remote to take picture. I'm like, oh, that's how you take dope picture. I didn't know we could do this. So the next day. I went to buy a Sony, a Sony camera. I think it was the Sony 5 Next. And the first thing I asked, do you have a remote on the camera? They told me, yes. I said, I'm buying this camera. So I started taking picture with my, with my camera now. My sneaker picture, sorry. I, I started taking picture with my Sony Next 5, but I used my phone as a remote. It, it was a cha- game changer because you can take so much better picture like this. For sure, and I'm glad you mentioned Chris because I wanted to ask you what you think about sneaker photography today. Chris is obviously one of the more successful photographers we know and around, um, but you know, it seems like almost everyone's doing it. Um, every, you know, it's really hard to sort of be different. It takes a lot of thought. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy if you're going to do it with your kids. So, what do you think about sneaker photography in general? Yeah. You, you mentioned Chris. I think Chris is one of the best in Canada, even in the United States taking picture because his mind is working. Sometimes he comes with some crazy dope shot. I'm like, how did you think about this? But I think now camera, sneaker picture, it's something like people have to be good at it because there's a lot. I don't like to say a lot of competition, but there's a lot of great people taking great pictures of their sneakers. And sometimes when you see those pictures, I feel like I want to buy that shoes now. Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> it makes you want to buy a camera and take photography more serious. And I know personally, you know, I, I love taking them. I'm not trying to go to the next level. I'm trying to do it sort of for me and my my small group of following. But uh, when you talked about the the opportunities to take pictures with your kids it's great that your son kind of remembers and my son does too sometimes that you know brings him back to a time when especially now he grows out of the shoes uh for me sometimes it may be going back to a shoe that i maybe sold or or traded or did something too so it's kind of nice to have those memories the reason i brought that up because we were talking about the jordan one origin story the spider-man um and, and I was showing my son how they came up mm-hmm. with Adidas and, uh, you know, and all that. He was like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> anyway, that's another story. But your son was big into those, right? Does he still have a, a pair that fits him or is he grown out? Listen, I went to a store. It was a hip hop sport. Is My friend is the owner. And even though my friend is the owner, he gave me no hookup, no hookup at all because Nike checked everything. So what happened, my son saw the shoes and he knew Miles has the shoes and he started crying at the store. So what happened is the owner gave him the shoes. So that was his first Spider-Man Jordan 1 shoes. Then two years ago with one of my buddy, Rick, we went to, um, we went to New York, Queen. And uh, I saw a pair for $100 US, which is what, maybe 130, 140 Canadian. 
it was size two and a half and actually got it for him. Two Y. I got it for my son. So sometimes you walk in the house with them, but it's too big for him. He can wait to wear them. And same thing with your son. Lately, my son keep asking me for a PS5. <laughs> he doesn't know the price. And he's like, dad, how come Miles have new shoes now? I want those shoes. And I told him, he knows brand. So I told him, no, now uh, there's a new deal. So Miles start wearing Adidas. So I kind of bought them those Adidas now. So he have those Adidas too. He's wearing them every day. Oh, so, and those are in, in his current size. Yes, his current size. But the Jordan 1, uh, the first one he had, the, the finish, I, st- I keep them for him. So he has size 2Y. You're probably going to wear them maybe this summer. Maybe this summer. Yeah, with all this uh, <laughs> stay at home and all this stuff. And certainly, I know for my son, a lot more sneaker wearing in the house. Not because of the reasons you or I would wear a sneaker inside the house, but because he's running around, he's dribbling a ball, or he just wants to feel like he's outside and wearing shoes. You know, I let him outside, but uh, I'm not letting him wear the uh, the brand new basketball shoes in uh, in uh, in the snow just because he uh, he wants to break them in. <laughs> no, of course you cannot do that. It's like. I bought him is I bought him two pair of Yeezy because I had a friend that was at Foot Locker and you know sometimes at Foot Locker you have the fifty percent off. So my friend bought me the Yeezy three fifty all white. Till that day, my son only wear them once. He was to take a picture. Every time I want him to wear the shoes, I'm like I'm scared dirty them. So basically, <laughs> never wear them. Yeah, like I said, my son wants to wear. I have a, lots of pairs that are, you know, upcoming if I find them on sale or you know. A courtside had Kobe's mm-hmm. where they and they put the tribute on them, so I got him a pair of those. Because, you know, not 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 a high end Kobe, but I wanted him to get it, get him a Kobe. Then he wants, and they're size six, and he, he's catching up to six pretty quickly. But he wants to wear them in the house in size six, and I say, okay, that's fine, but you know, you know, keep them. You know, you'll want them one day. You'll you'll want to hoop in them. And, and uh, although you know, you mentioned the PS Five, um, my son still would rather have a new Nintendo Switch game than sneakers. So I haven't totally corrupted him into sneakers yet. I'm, I'm sure your son's the same. There, there, there's more important things than sneakers, right? Of course, there's more potential for sneakers. And I didn't get him a PS5. I was talking to Nathan from Court Size, and we were talking, and I was telling him that my son wanted a PS5. And he told me, listen, buy your son a Nintendo Switch. There's going to play Mario Bro. And he's going to be happy. And that's exactly what I did. That's what he received as a Christmas gift. And he's happy as hell. Exact same <laughs> thing we did for my son. He got a Switch. He's super happy. His sister's <laughs> into it. We're playing Mario Kart together. He's doing his own thing, getting deep into some other games. And and, and he's already in his own world, like we all were when we were young, playing video games. Um, we talked a little bit about, you know, what life has been now. And you said your son's in daycare. So hopefully he has a little bit of, um, of a normal, but I want to, I, you know, and I have friends, friends in, in Montreal and Laval. So I know it's a little bit different there, but just in general, as a parent, I mean, how, how are you dealing uh, these days with, with COVID and the pandemic and, and having, having a son to, you know, Explain things too, and all that. How are things going? 
for me at first it was hard because since March it was I mean he couldn't go to daycare and uh, I had to work from home and stay with my son and his mom is a nurse so she had to go to work so every day I was with him I, it was hard 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 and Chris that I mentioned before told me Sid what you have to do you have to do schedule with your son if you do schedule everything's going to be all right I'm like fine I did a schedule with him, but the schedule worked until you have meeting at work, you have this and that. When you have meeting, you cannot go to the schedule. So at one point, I forget about the schedule, and I'm like, you know what? You want to play video game? Play video game. You want to do this? Play this. Because I wanted to I wanted to have my peace while I'm working. So yes, it was hard. When the summer came, it was hard because it's hot, it's this, it's that. He want to go play outside, but he cannot play with his friend because there's COVID and this. And he's a kid. He, does, he didn't understand. So it was kind of hard for me. But you know what? We'll make it work. We'll make it work. Man, me and his mom, we'll make it work. So we had time to go play basketball at the park. We, had, we could do this, we could do that. But for him, not to see his friend that he see every day was a hard thing for him. He didn't understand why. Until that day, sometime he asked me, Daddy, is the virus is gone? Is the virus is gone? I told him no, but I let him play outside with his friend right now. But there's no going in your friend's house. There's nothing like that. Sounds very similar to our situation. You know, both of my kids are older. <coughs> my son's a little bit older yeah. than your son, and my daughter's much older. But um, very similar. You know, my wife works at a hospital, so she had to get out, and I work from home anyway. But I'm, you know, I'm in a very similar industry as you. So working from home, having the kids there, and you know, sometimes. That's how it goes. You just, you know, you, you got the, they're trying to deal with the screens for school and, you know, it's, it's a constant thing and their teachers yeah. may be really attentive and good, but, you know, they have a technical problem or they just need help with something. And, you know, you have demands at work and it's like sometimes for the sanity of the kid and sanity of you, it's just, okay, you know what, take a break, go do what you want. I got to get this done and then we'll play. And then we, I'll help you with your work, and then we'll, and then we'll go outside. But uh, you know, and the teachers, I think, are are cool with that. They understand that, um, you know, that there's other things going on. Their demands. My son's teacher has a kid running around her house, and it, it's 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 hard for her. And so we have to be understanding on both sides. But you know, in the end, you know, we want we want our kids to to be happy and learn and, and do something other than play video games. So, you know, it, it's tough, but, uh, you know, it sounds like, um, yeah. And I do the same thing. I, I'm letting my son get out there and play with his <clears> friends, <throat> you know, but, but he hasn't been in a friend's house in, in a year. And it's, it's, uh, it's crazy to think of that, you know, imagine what, you know, <laughs> if we had to deal with that, I, I don't know if we could. And, and you know what was hard too, because now, by the way, he's at the kindergarten, but before he was at uh, the daycare. So what I was working, I was trying to teach him stuff that in my mind, they should teach him at the daycare. So when he gets to kindergarten, he knows how to say all the numbers. He know uh, the difference between a square and a circle and a triangle. So I was trying to teach him this while I'm working and I post a few videos on Instagram. People were like, oh, that's cute. That's cute. But it's not cute all the time. <laughs> you always post the cute thing, but you never, you, we never really show like all the headache. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to talk a little bit about running because for me, I started running um, during the pandemic. 
it was it was for it was, good. A, it was an escape for me and thank goodness i i found it you know obviously it was in a strange circumstance but i needed it for my health you know i'm a little still got a, a couple extra pounds and um you know, I wasn't doing, I was playing hoops once or twice a week, but that's really not enough for anyone, I don't think. And, and there's no time for it. But, you know, finding a half an hour, an hour a day. Tell me a little bit about your your running. I mean, you, you were one of the people who I saw on Instagram and, and helped motivate me. Oh, I didn't even know that. And I start, when I start saw your warning, I'm like, oh, my God, that's great. I said, John is running, John is killing it. And I'm sad that when you came to Montreal, we didn't have a chance to run together because I think you had an Airbnb near, near yeah. Um, yeah, I'm the so- canal, the Sheen. Yeah, I'm sad we, we couldn't have- either. Well, we'll have to rain check. Go on, though. Go on. <clears throat> so, yeah, so one of my best buddies, I call him my little brother, but I'm going to call him by his name, DVD Joseph, started a crew called Yamajo. So it's a crew where we used to met we used to meet, sorry. I'm, I'm French guy, okay? So I'm trying my best to speak English the best way I can. So we used to meet every Wednesday and Saturday, and we had what we call a crew run. So basically when we meet, so what happened, there's two or three groups. One group do, does the long run. It's like maybe 15K. The other group do the middle run, let's say. It's 10K. And there's a short run crew. It's five to eight. So he started doing it. There was two, three people come in, five people, 10 people. Now I think we may be 60, 80 people. It, it was great. However, now because of the COVID, we cannot do no more crew run, which is sad. But you know what? We still motivate each other. We have like a huge WhatsApp group. So everyone running, everyone do a virtual run. Everyone put the, the stat, but there's no really stat. We just want you to run. So, because running is good for your mental. When you run, you don't think about nothing. I don't know if you've done that, John, but try to run without music. Once a week, I do it. I don't put my music and I just run. And it makes me feel so good. It's like doing yoga. It's funny you mentioned that because I was having a conversation with someone who listens to music when they run. And I listen to podcasts. You know, there's... 500 sneaker podcasts out there and i try to listen to as many as i can so i listen to sneaker podcasts and the reason why is because i feel like it distracts me from you know whatever pain or breathing challenges i have you know i don't push myself that hard but i feel like it makes the time pass faster maybe i need to become a more experienced runner and sometimes my my podcast dies on me and i die when the podcast runs out because i run with a watch and and headphones usually when i can to keep it keep myself light and uh but i will try that again you know i haven't tried it in in since you know a few months since i kind of became a little bit more experienced so i will try it and with the mentality that this is for the clear mind right almost like a meditative thing while you're running right exactly it made me also sleep better. It made me like take more. It improved my immunity and improve my mood. You know, I used to have knee problem playing basketball, and it's weird that I'm running right now. Maybe because you're jumping glass, I don't feel like I have knee problem at all, and I feel like it's great for me. I saw you took your son out a couple times uh, to the track, and uh, obviously 
getting a young kid and I've tried to get my son. He he's actually come with me and enjoys doing, you know, one or two K at the most. Does it I can't get him to go consistent, but I want him, you know, because he 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 went out for the track and fee uh what is it, uh, cross country uh a, a year and a bit ago when school did have cross country and he found it tough and I said, you know, it's not for everyone. You gotta you can, you know it's not it's not easy. Uh and uh he said he wants to get ready for it when it comes back so uh, how does your son like like running or did he just like being with his dad no he actually he loved to be with me he loved to be with his mom also he loved to be with everyone but he loved to do what daddy's doing like he want to go out with daddy because i'm the fun and i'm the bad at the same time i'm the one that does the cool thing but i'm the one that <laughs> punish him when he does the bad thing so it's funny so when i go for a run he want to come so sometimes he does one run with me of the track. So after that is bicycle. He loves to play bicycle. So what we do now, we play tag. So I let him go far and I say, okay, I have to catch you. But of course we go to the park or to the track. So I run, run, run. He goes fast, fast, fast. I cannot catch him. When I catch him, now I start, it has been good for me because he made me run faster because I don't want him to catch me. So he loved to do it. So basically we're playing tag when we run. So it's like we're playing a game. So he doesn't see it as a, as that is true. You know, that's a great idea because, you know, while running is it is, you know, a time to be by yourself, sometimes you can't always do it. And sometimes your kids need to get out to get the exercise. And I've done the same thing with my son. Um, but he always complains that he has to go too slow for me because, you know, he can boot it and I, you know, as fast as I can run, it's still not as fast as he can bike. But that's a good idea. Go to the track, make a game out of it. A kind of tag or, yeah. or catch and ch chase or whatever, and uh, and I think my my daughter would like that too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna copy you on that one because uh, whatever way to get them out and, and doing some exercise and, and they want to be there, but you know to run five k or ten k isn't necessarily uh, a good idea for the kids, right? I mean, we are both dads, so that's why we're here to give us. <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew I'd get a few <laughs> out of you today. I wanted to talk before we go a little bit about the community in Montreal, the sneaker community, because you talked about several of your friends that you've known. Is this do Do you remember how it was back? You know, high school in your early twenties, um, sneaker community, or is it more of a more recent thing for you? I mean, when I was in high school, like as when I was in high school, I mean, all those rich kids had Jordan, but they had Jordan because they love Michael Jordan. But it was not like they had a collection, but they had all the Jordan. Every time one shoes came out, they had them. But as soon as I was done, they threw it in the garbage. They're like, "Oh, you want it here?" But I never took them. I feel like I'm not gonna take another person's shoes. I mean, no. I rather like my mom didn't raise me to take somebody else's stuff, right? So I never take, I never took them. So you want to put them in the garbage? Fine. But to think about it, I should have take them all, <laughs> keep them right now. I will have a sick collection. So I wasn't really into shoes, right? So when I was in college, I started buying more shoes because now I had a job. I could buy shoes, this and that. So in my head, I had a lot of shoes, but no one else really doing it. Every day I was trying to wear a different pair of shoes, try to match from head to toe. I didn't know there was like a sneaker community. So one time I went to a store which was exclusively and 
there was a release for shoes, which was the um, was the name. It was the the Kanye West, the Yeezy Two. So, and at the same time, that was my first camp out, and I went there, slept in front of the store for like four or five days, and it was crazy. Everything that happened, I went with my girl. My girl stayed there for five hours. Someone bought a spot for $1,500. And I got mad because I wanted to have both pair. And she said, you know what? I don't care. She sold a spot for $1,500 and she left me. <laughs> so I had to stay there for my, the five days. But lucky for me, I had a friend that lived, that lived close. I was going to sleep at my, obviously I'm not going to sleep in front of a door of a store for five days. So I was sleeping at my boy house. And when I did that, uh, that camp out, this is where I realized there was a sneak, the sneaker community in Montreal. Because in my head, I'm like, okay, I know 2D, because I know 2D, because 2D used to be a DJ. And one of the reasons I took Sid the Kicks is 2D name was Kid Kicks. And people used to call me Sid the Kid because I had a baby face. I, I was like, you cannot call me Sid the Kid because there's Sidney Crosby. So now I kind of flip it for Sid the Kicks kind of because of 2D. And I never told 2D that. So if you listen to the podcast, you will know that I switched Sid the Kid for Sid the Kicks because his name used to be Kid Kicks. So this is where I figured out there was a sneaker community. And those guys was telling me, go on Facebook, uh, tap sneakers, you're going to see sneaker group in Montreal. And this is where I'm like, okay, I'm not the only person crazy about sneakers. But I won't say crazy about sneakers, but the only person that really loves sneakers. And this is where I figured out there was a community, a community of sneakers. But this is the good and the bad, because what's bad with a Facebook community and social media is now it's almost impossible to have a sneakers because they're in for everyone have access to the information. Before, if you want to buy a sneaker, you see Michael Jordan play basketball. Oh, Michael Jordan playing with the... For example, the Bread 11, fine. That's mean they're going to come out soon at Foot Locker. You go at Foot Locker at 3 p.m., you're going to find the shoes. But now, it's impossible to have the shoes. You have to sleep outside. You have to wish luck that you win a raffle. You have to do this and that. So the good thing about the sneaker community, you can build great relationship. Like, I have a great relationship with you. I got a great relationship with Chris, with other people, which helped me sometimes to get the sneakers for retail price or close to retail price. So I think that's the great thing about the sneaker community. But the bad thing about the sneaker community is you see everyone's reselling shoes, reselling shoes, reselling shoes. And I don't want to be like the whole, even though I'm kind of old, I was born in the 70s. So I don't want to be the old man that's jealous because I do understand right now the game change and you have to accept and you have to accept reseller you have to accept the fact that some people will buy the shoes to resell you the shoes. You have to accept that. At first, I used to get mad at this. I used to get really mad. I'm like, I want the shoes. And I know there's 25 people in front of me in the lineup that's going to buy the shoes, try to resell me the shoes. And it used to piss me off. Then I'm like, why well, I'm getting pissed? It's like those old basketball players on TV that, that, that like, for example, it's like Shaq is arguing about Goober's salary. You cannot complain. You cannot argue about this. If this group, if the NBA try 
to pay a player that salary, that means it's worth this. So I cannot be mad at a kid doing the lineup. He get up maybe two, three days before me to do the lineup to buy shoes and try to resell it three times the price. You cannot get mad at this. It's, it's the new generation. So I accept it. I'm cool with it. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. How can you say that? I make my peace with it. If I cannot get up early, if I don't wait raffle, it is what it is. So yes, that's how I figured there was a sneaker community in when I did my first camp out. And I didn't know nothing about this. I thought I was the only one that really loved it. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that, you, you, you know, you mentioned the current community. And if we were, you know, teenagers now, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'd be camping out and doing the same thing and, and hustling and selling shoes probably to, uh, to, to make it work. Um, but, uh, you know, we're from a different time and, and, of course. Uh, but, but the reason um, I'm glad you brought that up, because when it comes to our kids and understanding, you know, my son's only starting to understand the idea of resell. And I've shown him StockX because there's toys on there. But it kind of it kind of I kind of don't want him to be like, you know, even though that's what the, the current generation's like and you have to accept it and you have to understand it and you have to be smart, you know, about fakes and resell and all that stuff. I kind of want him to be like an old old timer, OG, and I don't know how to do that. Do you ever think about, you know, when your son sees your sneakers and sees this, do, do you fear the kind of, that he's going to become like what what the old guys like us don't want? I kind of scare sometimes because you know, like this, there's an expression that's that said "monkey see, monkey do." So I'm kind of scared that he does that, and I'm always asking myself a question: If my son is 16 and he tell me, let's say there's no more COVID, Daddy, I'm gonna go camp out in front of a store to buy a Jordan. I don't know if I'm gonna tell him yes, you can go or no. I think I might go with him, but if I have a job and I have stuff, we'll. I don't have time to go camp out for four days. So I don't know what I'm going to tell my son. And I'm going to send that question back to you, John. What would you I like do? the uh, camp out with him idea. You know, they always say when your son has his first drink or whatever else, it should be with his parent, right? So maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the answer. Maybe, you know, stand in line or maybe they don't have to be 16. You know, they, they're young. They don't have uh, old knees like us. Make him stand in line with you for two hours. Um, when COVID's over for a release at six in the morning or at eight in the morning, and uh, tell him he can get a pair in his in GF sizes, right? <laughs> yes, John. But you, oh yeah, GF size, of course. Not, a, but when he's going to be sixteen, you won't do a two hours lineup. He's yeah, more like you're right. I, I took the easy answer. <laughs> if he's sixteen, um, well. I wonder if he's reselling it or keeping it for himself. If he's reselling it, I'll tell him okay, it's time for <laughs> you to get a job, a real job. And if it's if he wants it for himself, <laughs> make sure he's got a, a little crew with him, right? Because uh, uh, you probably need a crew now. You might not have needed a crew back when we were doing it, but uh, you probably need a little, use some backup right now if you're going to do that, right? You're totally right because the, back then when there was little lineup, I mean, little lineup, you met you met great person, you met friend, you 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 doing connection, but now 
Everyone they line up is a businessman. <laughs> they're no more collectioner. They're businessmen. And I don't know about you, money. but I can't stop my son from doing a lot of things already. And he's eight years old. So I don't think I'm going to be stopping him from doing anything <laughs> when he's 16. So all we can do is uh, give them the give them the knowledge and the sense and, and hopefully they make the right decisions, right? Community in Montreal is alive and well. And uh, I'm glad that, uh, you know, I know a bunch of people and uh, and you, of course, so we could uh, we could have you on the podcast and, and talk all the time and, yeah. and talk about our sons. Yes. That's another guy that put me through the sneakers. It was Marcus Troy. Marcus Troy, you remember back then when we have the internet and we're looking at sneakers? Marcus Troy was one of the three person in the world that had the Nike Air Yeezy One. And I started following his blog then. Then one time I'm at a party, I think it was a 2D party. Today used to have a sneaker party at a hotel called W. And I see Marcus Troy. I'm like, wait a minute. I saw this guy three weeks ago on uh, Nice Kicks or one of those uh, sneaker sneaker website. He had a pair of Yeezy in his, in his hand. It was one of the three person in the world that had the Yeezy. There was him, there was Duncy, and there was Kanye West. And the guy's from Montreal. And I was like, okay, there's maybe something I'm not doing right. I'm like, how come this guy have this pair of shoes that I want? There's only three pair in the world, and he have them. Back then, there was only three pair. Then I'm like, okay, I have to follow this guy. And that's one of the reasons I started, like, my blog is a little bit because, not a little bit, a lot because of Marcus Choi. And I think this guy was a guy who had a lot of sneakers, a lot, a lot, a lot. Well, it sounds like you have tons and tons of stories about the about the Montreal community and uh We'll, oh, yeah. we'll save those for another day. I'll I'll let you go, but I have to thank you again, Sid. You're great <laughs> to talk to. We've we've chatted on the phone briefly, but never like this. So you know, um, in addition to keeping in touch on Instagram, I'm really really grateful that uh, we could have you on the podcast. No problem, John. I mean, thank you for the invite. To everyone that's going to listen to the podcast, I hope my English was not too. Mike, this wasn't not too too bad. Thanks everyone for listening. My guest this week was Sid Mercier. It's C I D underscore M E R I S I E R. His other Instagram is Sid the Kicks, and he's been uh, he's been a great guest. And uh, um, you can look him up on Instagram and uh, and elsewhere. We'll be back again next week. You can find us at Sneaker Dads on Instagram, YouTube and Twitter. I'm John Ratner, where you can find me on Twitter and Heads 8 Lady on Instagram. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll catch you next week.